Welcome to episode zero of the D50 Shades of D&D podcast. This is Todd, and with me are my co-hosts, James and Rick. This is episode zero, so we can let you know who we are and what the podcast will be all about. So we'll start with James. James, tell me a little about yourself. Well, uh, my name's James, and uh, I live here in Cincinnati, Ohio, been here born and raised all my life. Uh, I'm a serial hobbyist. Uh, I pick up hobbies more often than I should. Uh, woodworking, violin making, book binding, um, tabletop RPGs, and other just DIY hobbies. Um, yeah. How about you, Rick? Uh, my name's Rick, and uh, I'm, I call Murfreesboro, Tennessee home. But uh, from starting in my college days, I got a job in a bookstore, and then that led to multiple jobs at multiple bookstores. Uh, finally, uh, got transferred or promoted to a job that brought me up here to Cincinnati because the, uh, the store's uh, their service center was up here. Uh, that job didn't work out. But in the time that I was with them, you know, I met my girlfriend, uh, we got a place together, I got a dog. Um, so, uh, you know, technically northern Kentucky, but just across the river from Cincinnati is, is home. Um, what about you, Todd? Well, I'm Todd, as you just said. I am the proprietor of Gateway Games and More in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I'm a... I love games, I love comic books, I love music. Uh, like James, I think we all have maybe way too many hobbies, and I guess podcasting has now become yet another hobby. Yeah. So, uh, James, how did you get into D&D? Uh, that's a long story, but... Uh Around early 90s sometime, uh, I got into D&D with one of the many box sets that they released uh, that was not like a, a core box set. Uh, and uh, I believe it was some version of the Mincer Rules. And um, I bought it from Walden's Books uh, because uh, I had heard about this Dungeons & Dragons thing by perusing my local general, general store and they had an awesome paint-by-numbers uh, Dungeons & Dragons box that had the War Duke on it. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm sold. Uh, I was really big into He-Man, so that was, had a huge impact on me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I got, got the box set and then had no one to play with. So uh, Satanic Panic was a thing, and nobody in my town, as far as I knew, played. Years later, I found out there was, like, some secret group that played. Uh, so my mom was kind enough to play Dungeons and Dragons with me three or four times. Uh, I, I had to GM and, uh, she played and there was goblins and, uh, I think I got one TPK and that was awkward, uh, TPK and your mom. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it, it was a pretty awesome special moment. And then I didn't play again for years and years until college, um, when 3.0 got re-released and uh, we had been playing the Star Wars RPG, 
And uh, I was like, hey, I want to run D&D again. So I DM'd a lot of 3.0. So that was my first experience is running uh, introduction to D&D and then actually uh, playing it a lot. So, Rick? Uh, I remember the... I didn't hear about Dungeons & Dragons so far as like just the first day of high school. Uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 1979. I took my seat in the first class of the day. Uh, this Miss Tipton's speech class. And the guy next to me had a copy of the first edition Monster Manual on his desk. I'd never seen it, never heard of it. This was uh, my first exposure. So I kind of leaned over and whispered, hey, can I see that? Because mythology was, you know, my gateway drug to so many things, to comic books, uh, to science fiction, uh, fantasy, and now and now to Dungeons and Dragons. So he did. His name was Troy. Uh, still thank him to this day for for getting me into this hobby. But um, uh, as I was flipping through it, the teacher saw me, called on me, and then wound up taking the book up and locking it away in a drawer. Said that she may or may not give it back to me, and I was devastated because you know I just met this guy and I already got his book taken away. Um, so I went and pleaded my case after class and fortunately was able to get the book back and get it back to Troy. And uh, he was uh, my first dungeon master. So that was awesome. Uh, later, in buying uh, my own books, I bought them from a place in Murfreesboro um, called the Blue Raider Bookstore. Uh, it's long gone. There's a, there's a new place called the Blue Raider Bookstore, but it's not the same place. But it was owned by a guy named Hal Christensen, and I know what you're saying, like, Rick, how, how does this, you know, what does this have to do with anything? Well, it turned out that Mr. Christensen also owned the local theater, uh, the Cinema Twin, and that's where I first saw Star Wars for the first time. So uh, Mr. Christensen, unfortunately, is long gone, too, but uh, I always want to thank Troy and Mr. Christensen um, Mr. Christensen, his two businesses introduced me to two things that are still such a major part of my life. But uh, but what's more important now is, what about you, Todd? <laughs> what brought you to D&D? So, so before I started playing D&D, D&D had been in the news for various reasons. James Dallas Egbert III, a, a topic for another day. Google that, kids. Yes. And... Uh, so I was starting to become aware of it, and ever since I'd seen the Rankin and Bass Hobbit cartoon, yes. I was like, why is there not more stuff like this? H having not discovered uh, too many of the old authors, you know, I was a huge Conan the Barbarian comic fan, and I would read the tales of Asgard in Thor comics and mythology, and then, you know, the Hobbit came along, at least in my life, and then I heard there was a game that kind of tied all this together, and I wanted it badly. So I got it for my 13th birthday. I opened it right up, you know, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. You know, birthday, Christmas, the only time in a kid's life you want to get up that early and do something, especially this is, read. This is the red box, right? Uh, Moldvay. Moldvay, nice. Yeah. And so I proceeded to read it cover to cover. Nice. And then I called my uncle Scotty, who was at the house, and I was like, Uncle Scotty, roll up some characters. 
and we proceeded to play the Keep on the Borderlands for the next 12 hours that day. And then we got up the next day and played it for about seven or eight more hours. I had no idea what I was doing. Awesome. I was like, I didn't quite understand the whole fire and forget spell thing. So I was like, you have this spell, you can use it whenever you want. So like halfway through the adventure, <laughs> we had this string of charmed orcs and goblins like hanging out with a party. Yes. It was like a big dungeon rave, I think. <laughs> uh, dungeon raves. And yeah. then... <laughs> In subsequent weeks, as my cousin visited from out of town, you know, I got a little more organized and figured it out a little better. We accidentally got half of my uncle's characters killed while he wasn't there, and I decided that was a good time to switch to AD&D. <laughs> so just a, you did not TPK your Uncle Scotty, like James TPK'd his it mom. It was correct. It was... Uh, MPK. Yeah. <laughs> um, most <laughs> of the party kill. They were mostly I, dead. I'm yeah. super impressed that they survived the ogre. That's, uh, yeah. Briark. Briark, yeah. yeah. So, uh, how was it we met, James? So, uh, the, the way we met was I was driving by Eastgate and uh, saw the Gateway Games and More sign. And I'm like, that looks like a game store that I don't know about. How is that possible? I thought I knew all of the game stores in the 50-mile radius, you know. And um, so I stopped in, and uh, there, what really convinced me I needed to come and check this place out was there was a Dungeon Crawl Classics uh, poster uh, hanging on the window, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. I had just heard it. DCC had just released the beta, I think. So this was, like, super early, like 2013, maybe, something like that. Uh, I'll put it in 2011. 2011, okay, it was earlier than that, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I knew I had to check this place out. Met Todd, um, was super impressed at uh, how you've created a store the only store I know in the area that's pretty much exclusively role-playing games. And, uh, and you had a bunch of older stuff stocked and, uh, we struck up a conversation immediately and yeah, that's how we met. Great. I, uh, I think the official introduction was I, uh, I'd gotten to know Jim Wampler, um, through uh, well, a couple ways. Uh, Jim and I met briefly at, like, I think Gary Con 2. But then uh, I ran uh, some early playtests or uh, some DCC stuff over at uh, a competitor. And uh, Jim signed up for that game, and we wound up bonding over, you know, not only our love of that game, but of uh, the OSR in general. And so eventually Jim stopped coming to the games, but he told me that, you know, hey, have you, have you heard of Gateway Games and more? That uh, Todd is super supportive of Dungeon Crawl Classics, and um, he just, everything he said about this place uh, sounded like it'd be, you know, just my idea of heaven. So came over here to join what wound up being a... Uh, a play test of Jim's uh, Mutant Crawl Classics. Uh, and that's how I met both, you know, you and met James here because James was also a part of that. Uh, so because you were a mutant murder hobo. 
Yeah, uh, I have a card to prove that. As a yeah. matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. um, Jim made Jim made me a card for that. But uh, I think uh, I think before that, I think there was a time when Christy, my girlfriend, and I went to uh, Jungle Gems, which is real close to the store here. Um, and if you're ever in Cincinnati, you got to make sure to go to Jungle Gems. It's um, it's not just a grocery store; it's, it's an experience. Uh, and I think we stopped. Was by. that a paid advertisement? Hmm? Was that a paid advertisement? I'm no. hoping it'll turn out to yeah. be. You know, <laughs> if I can get something free out of this, I'm all for it. Uh, but um, I think we came over, and uh, she indulged me while I just came in, and I think I bought some dice from you. We talked a little bit. But uh, but that was it. So I'm glad that uh, Jim came along, and, uh, you know, I've been coming here ever since. So I, I don't have to say how we met because you guys <laughs> yeah. filled all that in for me. So... Uh, what what games are you currently into these days, James? Uh, what am I currently into, man? Uh, what am I not into? So I've been uh, checking out and enjoying Troika um, by Daniel Sell and the Malazonian Council. Uh, super fun um, kind of take on what would it been like if British RPGs continued on and hadn't you know kind of died off when they did. Uh, and uh, so, like Warhammer Fantasy and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, but I think actually fighting fantasy, okay. uh, more okay. style. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, like Ian Livingston like the, and the, like yeah. the British Steve Jackson. Yes, yes, yeah. 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 You got You got Oh, I guess you have to you clarify that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, that and uh, a lot of DIY um, kind of uh, OSR. Uh, adjacent games. Uh, Nave has been my um, thing I'm hacking on now. Um, yeah, uh, Mothership, super awesome. Enjoying that. Um, I could I could just keep listening to song, but I think I think yeah, that's probably the ones I'm checking out right now. Uh. As far as uh, I was going to make the point that uh, I've already, you know, established that I got my start with Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and here we are, forty years later, and uh, I'm I play in Todd's uh, AD and D game every other Saturday, but it's been a long journey to that point, and between here and there, I think I've tried everything else. I went through a long period. Where I tried the story games and the uh, the indie games and and you know and did you, did you try Fate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, good. I did yeah. try. I tried Fudge before Fate. <laughs> I've tried Fate, um, and I did not necessarily have a bad time. It's we'll just, save we'll save the Fudge tangent for later. Yeah, that's, that's definitely <laughs> right. you know n- no talk of peanut butter at this point. Fudge, fudge episode, I got it. <laughs> the fudge episode. Okay. Um, but, uh, so anyway, uh, my current favorites are Dungeon Crawl Classics, which is very much, D- you know, a shade of D&D. Um, I love uh, Shadow of the Demon Lord, uh, which has, definitely has its roots in Dungeons and Dragons, but, you know, Rob Schwab, also from Murfreesboro, by the way, uh, has, uh, has taken that to where it's, uh, it's no longer simply, uh, it's, it's its own thing. And then uh, I love, uh, besides Star Wars and Dungeons and Dragons, I also love all things superheroes and Marvel comics. So it's just natural that I love the old Marvel superheroes role playing game. And uh, uh, 
uh, well, superhero role-playing games in general, but that's a favorite, that and villains and vigilantes. But enough about me. Todd, <laughs> tell me about what games do you like? Well, well as you mentioned, I, I run AD&D uh, every other he Saturday certainly night. certainly does. As, you know, one of my life goals is to run through the Dungeon Magazine Top 30 D&D Adventures of All Time. And, we and we're like 10% through that, aren't we? Well, just that party. Okay. Mm. Overall, I might be about 70% they're not, through. They're not important. Come, come find me when you're doing Dark Tower. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. All right. All right. <laughs> so I also run Castles and Crusades. I've been a huge Castles and Crusades fan for a long time. Uh, you know, I occasionally pop into the DCC uh, playtests we do uh, and plenty of 5th edition D&D because that's the bread and butter these days. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I have a, I have a little bit of a, an addiction to uh, games in general, especially old school uh, D&D type games, which kind of brings us to this podcast, <laughs> D50 Shades of D&D. Nice segue, sir. Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, we have all established ourselves as being polygamerous. Uh, yeah. uh, trademark uh, Todd and James. <laughs> and <laughs> so we, we don't like to just stick to one game. We like to bounce around. We like to... Uh, Take stuff from stuff from this game and put it in that game, mix it up a bit. Uh, I know Rick does this too. I have used Castles and Crusades to run AD and D modules. He's used Adventures Dark and Deep to run uh, AD and D modules. C2, and we've done the same. Ghost Tower of the Everness. You know, we mix and match just based on our whim. And Rick came to me one day and he had this idea. You know, I, I've been pitched several ideas for podcasts, and this one I, I just latched on to. He said, uh, you know, let's play test and talk about all the different D&D clones and retro clones and neo-clones and old editions of D&D and take a look at what they're like and how they're different and why you would play one or the other. Uh, and just to clarify, you know, the show's title, uh, The D50 Shades of D&D, is, I mean, there's actually a list. I actually came up with a list. I shared it with Todd mm -hmm. and James. And I easily came up with 50 different games that can be considered shades of D&D. Not only uh, older editions of D&D, but uh, there's just, uh, it's a golden age of gaming, my friends. And, you know, it's just um, a matter of having, you know, click in Google there and you can just find them and uh, whether you can find them in print or strictly in PDF, but almost everything is available where you can actually get a hard copy in your hands and you and your friends can be playing, you know, within hours. Yeah, and, and I mean, we would change the title of the podcast if uh, Colonel Lou would make a D-147 <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. So, James, that, that's your assignment. Uh, well, first, I'm advocating Colonel Lou make a uh, D30 uh, because uh, you can't find a straight-edge D30, but that's another... Uh, Still have mine. Yeah, I know. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I, they're like 80 bucks, and I, I, I refuse. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I... I wanted Rick and, and Todd sold me on this idea uh, because I love trying every game I can 
whether it's a shade of D&D or not, um, because I like bashing homebrew kind of things together. Uh, that was one of the most fun things to me about D&D was, uh, you know, I would hear there was a guy that ran a computer store in town and he like talked about his homebrew rule set all the time. And uh, that just like fascinated me. So I like stealing things from other games. And, uh, you know, we, you threw around the term polygamous. I think that's like in a real sense, like I have room in my heart to manage, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, several different game relationships, you know. And uh, I, uh, I want to try all the things and find neat things. Like uh, Troika has a really cool initiative system. I want to use that. And what, what does that how does that change D&D basic and um, usage dies are really cool in the black hat system. I, you know, use that all the time or shield shall be broken or, you know, any rule like that. So I, I want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to, you know, find cool rules and make my D&D experience better um, and make it my own more important, you know, more importantly and ones that my players enjoy. So, yeah, I'm interested in talking about and trying all the different flavors of D&D. Speaking of that, have we all tried all the official editions of D&D? I have. I don't I, I think ran, I have. I, that was that was one of my first big projects <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when I opened the store, the Retro D&D League. Right. I have not done them in the order that they came out, but I have mm. played all the different editions. Uh, uh, original was a little bit before my time, obviously, if I got in in 1979, but since then I've corrected that. They're, they're all pretty much before my time, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I've always been... James is 11. Yeah. He has a very, <laughs> very deep voice yeah. for an 11-year-old. Yeah, and, yeah. and, 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 and a pretty beard. good beard. Yeah. Yes. For an 11-year-old, I have yeah. a pretty good beard, yeah. Um, but... Yeah. yeah, if this podcast was uh, ZZ Top, then I'd be Frank Beard, you know, which uh, the irony of that, you'll need to Google, folks. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so uh, just to talk about how we plan on going about this, we have rolled up some stats for some characters, and we're going to take those characters and we're going to play a classic D&D adventure uh, for each season, we will switch adventures each season. Uh, we're doing season one, I guess I should say, with the Keep on the Borderlands. You know, it's where a lot of people started. And so we've rolled up stats, and we're going to use those stats to... We've created some characters, and then we're going to use those same stats to maybe create that character in the the six different systems that we're going to play in season one of the Yeah, very simple conversion of, like, so those same characters will have new abilities or fewer abilities depending on, like, which game or which version of the game that we carry over to. But we should, you know, it's all basically the same thing. So Yeah, uh, and in some cases, if one game has a paladin and one doesn't, you know, or if there's a unique class just to that game, mm-hmm. we will try to make sure to work that one in sure. somehow as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. And we also have uh, plans for a Patreon account, which we haven't really worked out many details of. Maybe we will by the time we release this. Uh, True debt. Uh, and I guess that's kind of it for episode zero. Uh, the other episodes might 
end up being a little longer, uh, we'll, we'll just go with it. And we want to be something that you can listen to on your commute to work. Yes, uh, you know we yeah. don't want to be something that you have to like. You know, oh my gosh, they're still talking. So, thirty, thirty-five minutes. Yeah, tops. Sometimes shorter. Yeah, and yeah. if uh, if we have one that. Uh, you know, we've talked about taking episodes and splitting them up. So we'll have part one, and then the following week or two weeks or whatever, we'll have part two rather than yeah. just do one big long one. So if we ramble, ramble on for 45 minutes, it might be a two-parter. Y- yes. Try not to ramble, but yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I guess we should sign off now from uh, luxurious uh, Gateway Game Studios in Cincinnati, <laughs> Ohio, and... We'll leave you with this wisdom from the Good Advice Dwarf. Never split the party. Always check for traps. And never, ever fire into melee.